Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Job chapter 19. Then Job replied, How long will you torment me and crush me with words? Ten times now you have reproached me. Shamelessly you attack me. If it is true that I've gone astray, my error remains my concern alone. If indeed you would exalt yourselves above me and use my humiliation against me, then know that God has wronged me and drawn his net around me. Though I cry violence, I get no response. Though I call for help, there is no justice. He has blocked my way so that I cannot pass. He has shrouded my paths in darkness. He has stripped me of my honor and removed the crown from my head. He tears me down on every side until I am gone. He uproots my hope like a tree. His anger burns against me. He counts me among his enemies. His troops advance in force. They build a siege ramp against me and encamp around my tent. He has alienated my family from me. My acquaintances are completely estranged from me. My relatives have gone away. My closest friends have forgotten me. My guests and my female servants count me as a foreigner. They look on me as on a stranger. I summon my servant, but he does not answer, though I beg him with my own mouth. My breath is offensive to my wife. I am loathsome to my own family. Even the little boys scorn me when I appear. They ridicule me. All my intimate friends detest me. Those I love have turned against me. I am nothing but skin and bones. I have escaped only by the skin of my teeth. Have pity on me, my friends. Have pity. For the hand of God has struck me. Why do you pursue me as God does? Will you never get enough of my flesh? Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead, or engraved in rock forever. I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end He will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see Him with my own eyes. I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. If you say, how will we hound him, since the root of the trouble lies in him, you should fear the sword yourselves, for wrath will bring punishment by the sword, and then you will know that there is judgment. And so Job responds to his his friends collectively, of course, he's he's replying on the heels of Bildad's terrible accusations about him being evil and wicked. But he's really addressing all three friends. He says, how long will you torment me and crush me with words? Ten times now you've reproached me. Shamelessly, you attack me. And so obviously, Bildad has not a, um, replied to him ten times, but collectively, that's the response. And then he says, this is really none of your business. If I've messed up and gone astray, my error remains my concern alone. And so these accusations that you men are making against me, 
um, are none of your business. You know, I'm looking to you for comfort, not for rebuke. Nonetheless, Job believes that God is responsible, and he believes he's being unfairly treated. And so he he starts out um, with a long segment saying, essentially, this is God's doing. God has wronged me and drawn his net around me. Though I cry violence, I get no response. Though I call for help, there's no justice. He has blocked my way, he being God, so that I cannot pass. He has shrouded my paths in darkness. He has stripped me of my honor and removed the crown from my head. By the way, that reference to removing the crown from Job's head, uh, Job may have been a king known as Jobab. When we summarize at the end of the book of Job, I'll talk about the fact that he may have been a known individual named Jobab, and uh, he indeed was a, a king, if it was. So this reference to removing the crown from his head may have been due to the fact that Job was, in his day, a king. Verse 10, he tears me down on every side until I'm gone. He uproots my hope like a tree. His anger burns against me. He counts me among his enemies. His troops advance in force. They build siege ramps against me and camp about my tent. He has alienated my family from me. And so he's he's saying that God is responsible, friends, for all of this. And um, uh, everything that his three friends are attributing to Job's wicked behavior, Job is turning it around and saying, no, no, God did this. Well, they're both wrong. God didn't do it. God allowed it, but the devil did it. And Job's friends are incorrect. Job did not do something behavior-wise that caused this to take place. Things are going on behind the scenes that neither Job nor his three friends have any knowledge of. And so they're replying with um, their understanding from previous experiences, but they don't apply in this situation. So he goes on to say, my relatives have gone away. My closest friends have forgotten me. That may be in reference directly to the three friends. Um, He says his breath is offensive to his wife. (laughs) I wonder if she told him that or he just to summarize that. He says, I'm loathsome to my own family. All of my intimate friends detest me. Once again, probably a reference uh, to the three friends that he's he's addressing. And then he makes this statement that is... um, has found its way into our common everyday speech. He said, I have escaped only by the skin of my teeth. This may be the origin of that expression, the skin of the teeth, Job using this in in, uh, verse 20. He solicits pity from the three friends as opposed to rebuke. He says, have pity on me, my friends, have pity, for the hand of God has struck me. This uh, This is God's doing, so you should pity me. Now, Once again, Job is about ready to make one of his greatest declarations of faith. In fact, dealing with what he's dealing, the Bible has many expressions of faith. People that were facing uh, imminent death, you know, Daniel in the lion's den. You think of um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing the fiery furnace. But Job is facing this situation that his his life has turned um, into one continuous terror and dread for him. And yet he says, Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll. And so this, uh, this wish prayer of Job's in verse 23 actually takes place. I'm holding it in my hands right now and reading it to you as the book of Job. 
But after all this misery, he makes one of the Bible's greatest declarations of faith. He says, verse 25, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another. And so he's talking about the resurrection of the dead, that his body, although he may be dying, he may be in the process of dying, he knows that his Redeemer, unbeknown to him, Jesus Christ, he knows that his Redeemer will raise him from the dead and he'll stand on the earth once again after his skin has been destroyed. He'll stand on the earth in his own flesh and he will see God. Friends, this is an amazing declaration of faith. Job had no evidence for this great faith that he had. And yet he says, I'll see him with my own eyes. I and not another, not somebody else. I'm going to see the Lord. And then he says this, friends, oh, how my heart yearns within me. In other words, for the Redeemer. Friends, there is a Redeemer. His name is Jesus. And friends, in the end, we will all stand on the earth. After our skin has been destroyed, we will once again be in our bodies, our resurrected bodies. We will see God. The question is whether we will see him as our victorious Redeemer or will we see him as our judge condemning us for a lifetime of having rejected him. Like Job, my heart yearns within me to see my Redeemer. Friends, yours should too. If you're concerned that you're not ready to meet your Redeemer, you need to make today the day that you give your heart to Jesus Christ. He loves you. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is Jesus Christ. Friends, receive the free gift of salvation today. Ask Jesus to forgive your sins and come into your life as your Redeemer. You'll never be the same. Lord, I pray for all of those listening. I pray, Lord, that this awareness that in the end we will stand on the earth before you, even after our skin has been destroyed and our bodies have deteriorated to dust, once again we will stand in our resurrected bodies and see God. We will see you with our own eyes, us and not someone else. Lord, may our hearts yearn within us day by day to be with you as our Redeemer forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.